Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Deal or No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Hey, everybody, what's going on? Rob Sesternino back here with a Survivor exit interview on the road here after episode number six. What an exciting episode of Emergatory that we got to see where, sadly, Jay was voted out. Happily, Caleb was saved. But those are the breaks on Survivor. We'll be talking with Jay this morning. It was such a fun night here in Brea. First of two nights of live shows. And we will have a recording of our live event here in Brea posted later on today. But we had about 450 people together to watch everything that happened. It was an electric atmosphere. Can't wait for you to hear the live show. Of course, Thanks to Shannon Gus and Christian Hubicki for holding it down with know-it-alls after the episode. If you missed that one, like I did, I will definitely be checking that out later on here today. Then we will have our exit interview with Jay. And then you'll hear from Jordan Kalish in a little segment that we recorded earlier this week after the exit interview with Jay Maya. But first, let's bring in my conversation with Jay Jay, are you there? Hey, Jay, what's going on? Rob Sisterino for Rob is a podcast. Uh, Jay, very sad to see you go out in the show last night. How are you doing after that uh, very exciting for some tribal council? Oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, it's so great to be chatting with you, Rob. You know, I will say even in the back of my mind through that chaotic tribal council, I always knew that as someone who loves Survivor, who loves gameplay, who loves these twists, who loves when things don't go the way that they're supposed to, there is some satisfaction in knowing that what happened at Tribal Council was something that I was going to appreciate as a viewer down the line. <laughs> and the truth is, I, I really did. It was so fun to watch it back yesterday and, and put myself back in the place that I was, but also into the mind of the viewer. And it was edited so well. You didn't know what was going to happen. There was always this kind of specter of uncertainty throughout the entire episode. And honestly, it's just an honor to be a part of it. So I woke up wow. in a great mood this morning. <laughs> okay, Jay. So can you t- just take us through from your perspective? What was your day like on the beach in terms of how things were going leading up into that tribal council? Absolutely. The first thing I'll say is that, you know, this is the first portion of the game where I really feel like there are a lot of possibilities opening up for me because I have played the entirety of my game up until this point with essentially the same people, with the exception of Sean for, you know, a short period of time and then right back to Reba. So I spend a lot, a large part of that day just getting to know people, making connections. And there are connections that I felt really good about going into that tribal council. Obviously, there was so little time, but I felt like if I can make it through this tribal council, literally starting the next day, we can start making moves with some of these people that I'm laying the foundation with. I would say 
Jake is someone I felt so good with. We had a little theater kid alliance going um, with the jazz hands as our handshake signature. Um, I felt good about Emily, even though I you know, eventually throw her name out as a little Hail Mary. But, you know, that's how, how I was spending the most of my day, you know, with this idea in the back of my mind that obviously there's going to be a vote at that point or, or you know, at, later in the day. Um, but I was hoping that, you know, I would win the, <laughs> the merch story challenge. And then when I did it, I was hoping that we could rally around someone else. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when Caleb first says your name at that tribal council in front of everybody, were you surprised by that? Or were you kind of expecting that he would do that? I was impressed by it. I don't mm-hmm. think I expected it to be as forthright as it eventually ended up being. But, you know, I played, I think, the entirety of my game up until that point with like subterfuge that previous Mm -hmm. tribal council there was a lot of subtext in what we were saying and i kind of appreciated that he came out and said you know let's just openly discuss this plainly like why not and so and he um, did call you the most strategic player in the game (laughs) the biggest strategic threat (laughs) well i i just couldn't get past the point the the part of him being like I am the biggest threat in the game. And I was like, guys, he's saying it. I'm not (laughs) like, listen to what he's saying. I think it was a great move though, by him, because, you know, at that point, if he could even, you know, he just wanted to convince like a a, a couple more people to to vote for me. I was stressed that he had, I, that's why I did not play my shot in the dark. um, Because I was worried that his, you know, um, persuasiveness would actually win some people over at that tribal council. And it would be a little closer than I would have liked to hope for. Mm -hmm. So that's a regret of mine. But, um, but I was, I was, you know, right there with him. I hope, (laughs) you know, like giving as much back as I could. Jay, you seem like that you were super loyal to the Reba cause. Were you surprised that that uh, attitude wasn't always reciprocated back to you by people from the Reba tribe? Yes. You know, it's a great question. And I would say that the answer is kind of like somewhere in the middle. Part of it is that they're great players. Like they really, really are. And a big strength of their gameplay at this point in the game is that they're able to really make the people who are on the outs feel like they are with them and that's like it's a a great move that being said i think there is stuff that is shown maybe about my game that was not um as visible about my gameplay and one of those things is that i did go to seafood at original reba and i did want to work with him and we had the whole alliance pinky promise music alliance situation going but he immediately goes then to 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 drew and to julie and tells them that i want them out of the game and i take this as a sign that we're not going to move forward as allies. He really is gunning for me, I think, from day one on the beach. And I think that does contextualize a lot of my gameplay because going into the swap, you know, I'm aware, of course, of these duos forming. I will say I'm not as aware um, how strong they are as a unit of four, but I am aware separately of these duos and the fact that there is discussion between them. But going into the swap, I thought, finally, this is my opportunity to wiggle myself a little bit more into this alliance that I would love to be a part of, um, because now I can form the majority with Dee and Julie in the swap. And I think that's where my read really started to go awry, because I did think because we were working together that there was a chance that we could continue working together and emerge. So I do want to talk more about original Reba, but can you just tell us uh, from the live tribal council, like, and you said you seem like you thought it could be 50 50 when you cast your vote on the tie break. Uh, what was going wrong from your perspective? Um, In the, the last the, at the live it? tribal when we got to the revote. Oh, to the revote. I, I mean, it was a Hail Mary. Like I knew and I you know my face I think is so so evident when the safe 
vote is or from the safe result is read that I was going home. I think it was just a way for me to go out fighting at least a little bit. Like I heard Emily's name on the beach earlier that day and I was trying something. I was like, you know, we, I I can't just sit down and (laughs) let people discuss this in front of me. But, um, you know, I, I did know, I, I did really in my heart know that it was me going home. I knew that going into tribal council, you know, I, I -hmm. knew that if by some magic Caleb was safe that night, it was going to be me going home. And it goes back to this statement that I actually say at tribal council to Jeff, where I say, you know, Jeff, you have to make some game time decisions about risk because, if I make it through this tribal council and I haven't rocked the boat, that is a win for my game. If I go into this tribal council, either having scrambled for somebody else at the last minute, or if I go into this tribal council and I put a rogue vote on someone else, that's just going to further any distrust that anyone has with me in the game. That's going to be bad for my long-term game if I make it through. So that was the the decision that I had to make. Yeah. Looking back, how much was your game affected when Sean asked to be voted out? I think that is really when my my game starts to fall apart. And I'm immediately aware of that. Like the next day, I am a mess at Reba. I, I'm crying. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, and I think the reason is that as soon as I see Sean, I mean, you see at the swap, like we haven't even left the yeah. beach. And I'm like, I can't wait to talk with you. Like I, I'm literally bursting at the seams to connect with him because I feel like I've been not able to play really play with anyone up until this point in the game. He's the first person I look at and I'm like, this could actually work. This is a connection. Um, and I was really looking forward to potentially there being a situation where we were able to get Sifu out and then it would be me and Sean and then Dee and Julie, we would be a little bit more on equal footing going into a merge situation. So I think from that point on, I felt forced to scramble a little bit, um, which is exactly what I didn't want to do, but I ended up doing any, doing it anyway. And I offer to Dean Julie to be a potential decoy vote if we lost the tribal council. I didn't actually ever end up going to Sifu and saying, you know, I voted for you, but it was something that I was prepared and planning to do if we lost tribal council and we're going to, oh, sorry, if we lost the immunity challenge and we're going to tribal council, because at that point I was worried that he had an idol and that he would just idle me out. So I wanted him not to play it. Did you know that D was the Sifu vote and that Sean had voted for D? Yes, I know both. I knew both of those things, both because D um, pulled that audible at tribal council with Julie. And also uh, we talked about it when we came back to the yeah. beach. Like I did know that it was her. And did you just at that at that Sean vote decide to make uh, an executive decision of, OK, I'm going to give Sean what he wants and call off the Sifu blindside? Yes. You know, I think it was a couple of things. The first, I mean, to be very frank, I didn't, I didn't know that we could keep someone who has to leave the game, which I think in retrospect, I, maybe I should have known that because we were voting, right? Like we were voting, but I obviously hadn't seen the context of um, the Hannah tribal council where yeah. they didn't vote. So that was the first thing. And, and I like, I love Sean. Sean's the best. Like I, you know, he, I wanted to be in that moment, you know, I wanted to to, to do the, what I perceived to be the right thing and, and give him what he wanted. So that was definitely part of the decision. I think, yeah, it probably existed outside of the game. Like it's it was not my ideal scenario, but um, maybe if I had thought about it differently, I would have continued with the seafood blindside. How exciting would that have been mm-hmm. <laughs> from a television perspective? <laughs> Very exciting. So can you go back to uh, when you were at Reba? Did you have any sense of the advantages that Austin and Drew were piling up? I, um, I, I, I didn't, I think, um, part of it is that they, uh, you know, 
I, I think if I remember correctly, like some of these advantages weren't discovered until a little bit later in original Reba, like toward the tail mm-hmm. end. That was part of it. And then part of it was um, that they that, that they were great at hiding it. I had a sense that somebody had something, to be really honest, um, but I thought it was Sifu. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because I th- and I think a lot of us did actually think that Sifu had something. I have this horrible, gross story where um, Sifu leaves once to go use Coconut Grove, which is use the restroom. Got it. And I think that he is going to hide an idol that he had, like re-hide an idol that he has. So I go after, go I go to the spot where he had gone oh, no. and I start digging. Don't, it's a don't bad do story. It. I no. don't need to finish it. No. Oh my God, Jay. But that's how that's how bad that's how much I thought he was. <laughs> now anyway, I know I why you was... had a vendetta against Sifu after that. <laughs> that's why I don't think I've told anyone that story. I think it's so funny. I'm like, this is this I'm is glad you can laugh about it, Jay. <laughs> exactly but but you know I, I did i did think somebody had it but i did not know that it was austin and drew and yeah. again it goes back to what i was saying earlier like great players i got to play with great players mm-hmm. you know okay let's go back to the amulet did you have any idea how badly austin wanted the sandwich <laughs> and how upset he was with you for costing him the sandwich <laughs> I would say it's been so fun to watch that back because it's so funny. <laughs> I mm-hmm. think it's like this is the kind of stuff that I find funny. Um, you know, I knew that he wanted the sandwich because he has this iconic line where he's like, I'm gonna be honest, I'm leaning sandwich. And I think I remember being like, that's so funny. I wanted the amulet. Um, I think he was so good though at convincing us by the end that he was with us. Um, and we didn't perceive there to be this lingering mm-hmm. sandwich-related um vendetta even though it is the funniest thing ever. I mean, taking those amulets is a big regret of mine. Um, I think I was just at a point in the game where I was very desperate to work with new people yeah. and I wanted it to be true more than I thought it was true yeah. <laughs> that it could you know, work out. And, you know, Kelly was somebody who was vulnerable, uh, correct, at that vote. I mean, did you and Austin have any conversation of like, hey, should we try to get this amulet to be a little bit more powerful? Yes, you know, I, I definitely thought about it. I different points in mergatory, but I just felt like Kelly was very well insulated mm-hmm. and that we would not be able to get the votes on her in the way that we would be able to get them on Caleb. Um, yeah. Potentially Emily, um, who whose name I'd heard uh, once or twice mm-hmm. on the beach that day as well. Do you have any other fun stories about everybody being on the same beach together? Oh my gosh. Um, well, yeah, there's so many, so many wonderful stories. I think I loved... Um, I, I think it was, uh, something that I will always remember is that there was a moment in the swap where day 10, it's the worst rainstorm you could possibly imagine. And these shelters, you know, they are doing so little for you. As you know, Rob, you know, when the rain starts pouring, you are soaking wet. The water is coming through every nook and cranny of these sticks. And we are like miserably just like lying on the ground, soaked through to the bone. It's freezing. There's wind. It's pitch black. And I remember being like, I think that the sun will never come up. And that's a night I will always remember because, you know, you really do bond with the people that you're going through stuff like that with. And then in the morning, the sun came up and there was a rainbow. And I was like... Yes, it was like, you know, how the angels sing when the clouds part. And that's part of the reason that I say this is my best survivor day, because I was just so happy that it was over. And those are the moments that I like look back on and I smile about because that's what Survivor is like. You're not playing this game in a vacuum. You're playing it with all of these other crazy circumstances. 
Jay, we know about all your success with making music. You compared the Survivor game to a song up until that point. Will you be writing a song about your Survivor experience? And if oh so, gosh, what will it be called? Such a good question. Oh my gosh. I think, um, why don't we say, uh, why don't we say that it's a song about the sun coming up? Because I yes. feel like that's, that's such a good metaphor. Um, and I think, yeah, like that we can, maybe it's a la tomorrow from Annie, the musical, mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> something, something similar to that. Um, but yeah, no, that I, I took so many positives from this experience. Like yeah. I, I really wanted this experience for, for the adventure. Like I, you know, since I was a kid dreamt of doing something like this. And I felt like every single second, no matter how miserable I was, I was really soaking it all in. No pun intended with the rain. I was actually soaking it all in, yeah. but I just want to like, I say that in my final words yesterday in the episode, but I want to reiterate that this was like really the adventure of a lifetime. And I'm just so grateful I got to do it. So it was an adventure for you, Jay, that you have a great attitude, but you're going to go on and do so many amazing things uh, following Survivor. So I'm glad you got a great experience, but don't say it's the adventure of a lifetime because <laughs> I think you've a got lifetime. a lot more adventures that are going to be coming up. I appreciate that so much, Rob. Thank you. Jay, so nice to talk to you. All the best outside Survivor, okay? Bye. Have a Bye. good night. All right, everybody, there you have it. There's Jay Maya. And, you know, I'm really just impressed with her as a person. I thought she had just such a great attitude about going out. I think I would have been, and I think you can go back and check the tape to see, like, how I would react to uh, a blind side. And, you know, at a uh, young age, um, I would, uh, you know, you know, I'm sure she's devastated about it, but, you know, has the right attitude to handle it. And, you know, I just think that she has uh, so much going on that she's going to go on and do a lot of cool stuff that we're going to be following for many, many years to come. So really a uh, nice conversation with Jay and wish her uh, nothing but the best outside of Survivor. So let's take a break when we come back. We've got Jordan Kalish on a busy week for the Rebus Puzzle here on Survivor right after this. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. All right, everybody, we're back to do some This Week in Survivor History with a always jaunty Jordan Kalish. Jordan, it's November. Yes, uh, we we are out of uh, the the month of de-schoolish, and I'm back to being the king of Johns here on Twitch. The king of Johns <laughs> is back, uh, coming off of an appearance on the B&B. Oh, that's right. Yes, uh, we had we had a great great time as always with uh, with Mike and Liana, uh, and uh, and this is going to be a fun one too, Rob. As always, okay. As per, as per usual, as they say. Well, last week you, that I did it for Sam, and so now we've got to now I got to find new motivation here. I hope um, this isn't a trap game this week. I, I, I hope not. I mean, uh, you uh, you can do it for, uh, unfortunately, obviously, a very, very fun person got voted out this week and you could do it for that person. So. Mm -hmm. All right. So, Jordan, you got another quiz for me? 
I, I do. Uh, I do, Rob. I have a quiz. Uh, this is, of course, going to be the, the uh, episodes from like the very end of October and the and most of the first week of uh, November. Um, How was your I, Halloween, Jordan? My Halloween was great. I didn't didn't have too many uh, too many trick or treaters, but uh, the the ones that did come, their their, co- their costumes were fantastic. Gave out some good candy, but not too much of it. So I got to pocket some, and now I have like candy for a month in my house. Okay. Did you check your candy for any needles? I, I did. I did, Rob. And I only found a couple and I got and I got I discarded those. <laughs> What's your favorite candy? So I, I would say my favorite candy. I, I like I really like uh, peanut, peanut, peanut M&M's runs. <laughs> Who likes runs? I, I, I like peanut you don't M&M's. like that little banana. Uh, not 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 really my favorite. I like the nerd the nerds rope, the one that's like the nerds, but it's on the rope. <laughs> that one's pretty good. Nerds um, I like rope. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's actually underrated candy, but that's not my favorite. My favorite are like peanut M and M's. I like Reese's peanut butter cups and, and Snickers. So if you're noticing a trend, I like the uh, the peanut and chocolate candies. Yeah, I get that. Uh, I used to know some girls that really uh, they were into that too. Into nerds rope or of oh, chocolate peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> Did, did they uh, did they dress up for uh, twi- Sadly, twigs? They were twi- not very twi- into twig, twig, yeah. twigs and sticks for yeah. Halloween. <laughs> yeah, uh, please uh, go to St. Pat's and bring Jordan some nerds rope. <laughs> I'm going to be getting nerds rope in uh, for the rest of the season now. I, I hope so. You know, it's it, it, you should try it. Don't knock it before you try it, Rob. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah. and also, don't knock this game before you you try this game okay. that we're going to play. It's going to be all about people that were voted out this week in Survivor history. So yes. uh, the, the following five players were voted out this week in Survivor history. We have Ali Elliott, Jamie Dugan, Keith Tollefson, Linda Spencer, and Sydney Siegel. Should Each, I be writing these down? You probably should be. Okay. Uh, all right. This is uh, uh, five five contestants who uh, every, everyone would probably group these contestants together. Ali Elliott, Jamie Dugan, Keith Tollefson. Linda Spencer and Sydney Siegel. Each one was voted hey, out. Lin- Linda, Keith, L- Allie, Sydney, and who's the fifth? Jamie Dugan. Okay, of course. Yes. Great uh, and- Jamie Dugan. <laughs> Yes, I love Jamie Dugan. Uh, each one was voted out with a different number of votes against them, ranging from three to seven. You need to plug each of these survivors into three, four, five, six, and seven votes against them and lock it in. If you're right, you get six points. If not, I'll tell you how many you had wrong, and you could try again for three points. So okay. you, um, they were all voted out with different vote totals. These are just votes that uh, that they got at the tribal that they were voted out on. Don't worry about previous votes. Uh, that that we talked about last week, the previous, previous votes tiebreaker. These are just the votes that they had um, when they were voted out of the game. Hmm. Okay. Now, all right. I feel like the Allie Elliott, um, she was uh, one of the post-swap pre-merge votes. I think she was on the tribe with Rourke, right? And they voted out Rourke, and then they voted her out. And so I think that that, that was only three. So I think that that was three. I got to think that Linda was only four votes. Um Sydney, I think I want to say that she's the seven. Uh, so then I have to come down to five or six for Keith. Now I want to say that the Keith vote was a tiebreak, right? I feel like did Cochran. So like a- for on a, on a tiebreaker, it would be the don't worry about the initial vote. It would be the tie the tiebreaker vote. So the vote okay. that sent that sent him out of the game. 
All right. So in that case, then I feel like that that was at the final 12. I feel like it was six and six and then Cochran flipped. So that's that's going to give Keith. Uh, uh, then I feel like that would give Keith seven. OK, so then uh, actually, I think that the what happened with Sydney was a vote split. I feel like that was like Evie, Sydney and Deshaun all got votes. And I feel like that was like maybe like uh, five, four, three. So I'm going to say that maybe Sydney is the five and Jamie is the six. Okay. So that's, I'm going to lock in my answers. I don't know if I get to change. I'm going to say that Allie Elliott had three, Linda Spencer had four, Sydney had five. Hello, Sydney. Uh, then Jamie Dugan had six and Keith Tolofson, friend of the podcast, had seven. Okay, so you're locking it in. I'll lock it in. I could tell you that you have three correct. Three correct. Okay. Which means that you have two incorrect. Okay, so then I'm going to then change. Uh, let me flip around Jamie Dugan and Sydney. Jamie and Sydney are switching. Is that your final answer? Uh, sure. Tie it up with a nerd's rope. All right, Rob. Unfortunately, you are incorrect. Uh, so here's what you did. Uh, you did you did some Kayla's math on on the Keith vote because you said there were 12 people left in the game. So there was the initial vote was was six to six. When they re-voted, Keith doesn't get to vote. So it would have been five to five if Cochran uh, didn't flip. So he flips. It's a six to four vote. So he actually got six votes on both of the initial vote and. Uh, the the revote. So unfortunately, due to it. some Kalish math, you do not get any points on this game. Your logic for for everything else was uh, was correct. You're right on Sydney. Um, she it was a five to four to three. Uh, Linda, of course, she got the four votes from the uh, the younger Samburus. Ali Elliott, you knew. Uh, so unfortunately, it just uh, came down to well, some math. Tell me the circumstances of Jamie. I know she she's gonna play the fake idol so and everybody laughed and laughed. So Jamie Dugan is the seven. So basically, down uh, goes she, Dugan. Yeah, she she only voted. Uh, with with her her friends uh, PG and Eric Huffman uh, Frosty, who had been on a tribe with her earlier in, or in the in the game, is now working with like the Courtney side. So everybody voted for uh, for her except for um, uh, except for PG and uh, and Eric. So that's uh, how she got seven. So now, uh, unfortunately, you don't get any points. You I you um, am I done? Uh, you're, well, there there are up? there there are more questions on the quiz. We're I don't know for fun. Yeah, I, I you may have had to get the three points at least on that game to to get the win, but. Let's Let's see what happens. Let's see. Let's see. Um, so let's go to Pearl Islands, a, a good palate cleanser. It's a great, great season. This week's episode of Pearl Islands was part one of the two part outcast twist. Yeah. Due to losing the outcast, Drake and Morgan went to tribal to make room for the players reentering the game. Which two players left at these tribals? Okay. So the two players voted out um, right before uh, the um, outcast came in. So that was uh, Sean Cohen, a.k.a. Jebediah Kobad. And then um, then. Was this Austin uh, quit? I think. Yes, it was. So you you do get uh, you get two points. Uh, one when for Jeff used to then on the TV show. Now he only gets mad on the official Survivor podcast, but he used yeah. to get mad on the sh the show. Yeah, I think what happens is it it's it does piss him off. I think he just doesn't show it. He's like, look, Twitter's Twitter's gonna roast me for some reason if if I uh, if I show it here. But then it stews and it stews and it stews. Stew makes the pizza, but it also stews in, in Jeff's mm -hmm. mind. And then he records the podcast with Rick Devins and get and gets very annoyed. So mm -hmm. uh, that, yeah, because he, the podcast you can kind of let loose. Exactly. That, that that's that's what we we do every week mm -hmm. on on Twitch, baby. 
We're letting loose yeah. with Jordan Kalish. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Next next question. Good job. You get the, you get the full credit for that question. Uh, this is also going to be uh, a potential for two points. Um, in a survivor Gabon twist, both tribes had to go to tribal council following an individual immunity challenge, where the winner would also grant immunity to one member of the other tribe. Who from Coda won this challenge, and who on Fang did they give immunity to? Okay. Um, boy. So somebody, uh, this is not sounding super familiar to me. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to say this. I, I, okay. What I realized I probably should have done when I wrote this question. I'm going to tell you because I think yeah. that this will help. This, this is the round of the, the, in these two tribal councils, Ace and Dan K were voted out. All Just right. Just to give you some context as to when this happened. Okay. And you know, obviously they can't be the correct answers because these people are, were immune. So Ace and Dan K got voted out. And so... Somebody, somebody got to go to which tribal council? So uh, the one person won immunity and got to give immunity to uh, somebody on the other tribe. Okay. And this was at tribal council? I don't hmm. think so. Well, actually, were they at tribal council? I'm trying to remember. Um, it was either before. It, it may have been right after the challenge or potentially was it for tribal council. I don't really remember. Okay, so I'm, I'm trying to come up with the person who had immunity. So, so, will you tell me who had immunity? Uh, well, you have to. You, you could get Both? two points. Yeah, oh, so yeah, you yeah. you could either get two points, one point, or zero or zero points here. Uh, uh, if you pick the person who won immunity, that's one point. If you pick the person that they gave immunity to, that's uh, that's an, an, another point. But if you get one right and one wrong, then you'll still get a point. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say that. Um, Boy, I, I really have, I have no idea. Uh, I'm going to say uh, Marcus won immunity and gave it to Maddie. Marcus won immunity and gave it to Maddie. Uh, Marcus did win the individual challenge. So you get a point. He gave immunity to Sugar, who ends up uh, blindsiding Ace at, at that tribal council. So, okay. um, so you, you do get a point there. Uh, you have three total points. I, I, this is not going to be a win this week, but we do have one more question. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to go to another season uh, li- like uh, Survivor Gabon. I think people who like Gabon also tend yeah. to like Survivor Nicaragua. So yeah. we'll go to Nicaragua. Can, I, can Nic- I tell you something that <laughs> might be a little t- talking out of school? Sure. That uh, when I was uh, talking to Stephen uh, last week, he said uh, that uh, he he keeps in contact with Ace. I said, "Wow, I'm well, never." That's, that's uh, one of the one of the few survivors that I, I don't think I've ever had any interaction with. Yeah, I've never seen him at, at an event, and I, I don't think that's uh, that's talking out of school to, to share that. I think that's uh, in, interesting information. I'm talking in a school right now, so yeah. Uh, that's that, um, uh, yeah. Ace Ace's baby is the same age as uh, Stephen's oldest uh, daughter, and that they keep in touch. Wow. Do they uh, do they live do they live close? Can they, do, do these kids know. hang out with each other? Did they go yeah, trick or treating? I don't think that they're in like, the same preschool or anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ace was, I remember Ace got, uh, he was voted out. I remember my college roommate was, uh, used to watch Survivor with me and, and, uh, he was, he was, he really liked Ace. He thought that Ace was going to win. And then, and then he gets blindsided by sugar here. Um, Mm -hmm. so let's go to Nicaragua at the Nicaragua merge, two immunity necklaces were up for grabs, one for the men and one for the women, which woman won immunity yet chose to still compete to prove that she could outlast the men. Hmm. Survivor Nicaragua woman won immunity and wanted to. She stayed up keep, there. She didn't have to, but she stayed up there. She stayed up there. Wow. It was the challenge where you have to like hold the bar with. I, I know this is not a video podcast. I'm doing it with my hands, but <laughs> okay. I'm going to say 
Was it was it Jane? Jane Bright did win that challenge. Uh, she outlasted both. She she really wanted to like uh, I think show prove to Marty that she could beat him in a bar. Okay, yeah, and and she she did outlast Marty. She also Fabio won for the men, and she uh, it was stayed up longer than Fabio and Chase Rice. Uh, so yeah, J- uh, Jane is the correct answer. Mm-hmm. You get four four points. She was uh, a pistol. She she was. I I I like Jane. Um, uh, obviously was not happy when uh, she was about to be, be voted out of the game, and she uh, poured poured water uh, on the tribe's fire. But um, that's what we like to see. We we like to see salty players sometimes. It's fun. Um, you get four out of a possible nine points. Unfortunately, Rob, that is not a win. Um, so you, you four out of nine is out. Four out of nine is out. Yeah, we're we're uh, since we're, when. Since uh, we we do Kalish math here, we don't we don't do any other types of math. So uh, you were unfortunately a loser, a lo- uh, aka the losers. Loser. Uh, that's what Jeff says now. He calls everybody losers. Well, he says, yeah, I, I've been clocking this for a while. He says, and and uh, the other tribe, also known as also the known losers. as the losers, yeah. yeah. So unfortunately, Rob, you were also known the loser. I, I won't take anything from you. I'm actually going to give you a gift, and that gift. The verbal rebus is back. We didn't do it last okay. week. We're back to the verbal rebus. So we're going to start with the last initial of the John who got further out of the two Johns in Vanuatu. Uh, John P. And I think that was John K. Uh, so, yeah, we have K. Um, Aaron Lobdell once wondered, who is this Jack blank? Okay. Plus admitted to not knowing the meaning of the word feckless at the final tribal council. Okay. Plus the creator of the pendulum strategy, first name. And plus, come on blank, exclaimed Jeff Probst. Okay. So what do we have? Let, let's let's uh, go one by one. So what, what is okay. the, the first who's the John from Vanuatu? John K. John K, yeah. Okay. Uh, Aaron Lobdell once uh, wondered who is this Jack Blank? A word. Okay. So, yeah, we have the yeah. Plus, admitted to not knowing the meaning of the word feckless. I that was tribal. Nick. Nick, uh, the creator of the pendulum strategy. Will Wall. So just we just Will, just the first okay. name. Yeah. Uh, come on, blank. Uh, what does in, Jeff say? <laughs> yeah. In, so who who do we have? Cass Mc McWillen. Cass McWillen. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. There's a Q in there. Cass, Cass, well, the, the Mick and the Will make the Q sound. Cass McWillen. Mick and Will make a Q sound? Yeah, McWill. McWill. McWillen. Okay. McWillen. Mm-hmm. It's right. It's a, it doesn't have yeah. to have all the correct letters. That's not how the, the verbal rebus works. How long have you been doing this for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to uh, check with Cass. Is it pronounced McWillen? I think so. How, do, how would you pronounce it? It's a McEwen. McEwen. It could be McEwen. I, I've always mm-hmm. said McQuillan, but uh, I, does she does she say? But it's it's not a it's not a Spanish word. Why would it be McQuillan? Okay, I don't know. Um, all right, there you go, Jordan. Uh, yeah, you did it. Uh, Cast on the podcast uh, last week, uh, so that that's uh, somewhat relevant to, uh, mm-hmm. to to this week. So uh, yeah, Cast Cast McQuillan. Um, okay. I was looking at a t- t- tough week for the verbal rebus. I will be honest; it was not a lot of people voted out who had uh, easy uh, re- rebus-esque names. I didn't know that the Rebus was always based on the person that got voted out. It's uh, I think basically always it's been somebody who either got voted out that week or if we're doing finales, it could be like a winner or someone who made the finale. Okay, there you go. Yeah. All right, Jordan. Uh, well, great job once again. Thank I you, I hope Rob. that you're Thank inundated you. with nerds rope from here on out. 
I am. I think I'll get some uh, some What's the rope made out of. It's like a, it's, it's like it's like Twizzler ish, but I don't like Twizzler, so it's a little different. It's more like a what 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 are the what are the candies that are kind of like Twizzlers? They're like red red vines, red vines. It's like red vines with nerds on them. Mm. Sounds it's not v- it's delicious. not great. It's but it's it's good. I don't. It's better than a Twizzler, I think. <laughs> I'm anti Twizzler though. What about uh, pull and peel Twizzlers? Those are better. Um, mm-hmm. I did once celebrate Pull and Peel Twizzler Day uh, in solidarity <laughs> with the podcast. When is Nerds to. Rope Day? Um, I'm sure it exists. I, th- I bet if I looked it up, look it up, I'm sure it exists. Nerds Rope Day. No. Um, let's see if does it exist. You're gonna have to start uh, it. International Nerds Rope Day. It should be today, November second. Yeah, it doesn't look like it exists, but November second, for now on, here on out. Yes. Nerds International Nerds Rope Day, not to be confused with Pull and Pill Twizzler Day. Yes. Okay. I, I will Venmo a dollar to somebody if next year they wish us a happy Nerds Rope Day on November second, twenty twenty four. People are putting this in the in their zaddy calendars. Right now. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jordan. Yes. Great job by you. Of course, thanks Thank for you. listening to our exit interview podcast here while I'm on the road in California. We got one more show here in Brea. Be on the lookout for the show from a Wednesday night. And then we'll have a Big Brother show coming to you as well here from Brea, California, before I head home on Friday. Thank you so much for listening. Follow Jordan Kalish. Bring him Nerds Rope at St. Pat's and we'll talk to you again soon. Take care. Have a good one. Bye. California loves to party. (laughs) 